Welcome to Women in Venture Capital. I'm Roshvina, a student at Harvard Business School with prior experience in finance and more recently venture capital in Africa. And I'm Anvita, Harvard Business School class of 22. I've actively worked in VC and tech startup space. Our mission at Women in Venture Capital is simple. Increase the representation of women in the VC industry through awareness and engagement. So join us as we engage with women establishing their presence in VC. Our guest today is Tess Hatch. Tess is a partner at Bessemer Venture Partners, where she focuses on investments in frontier technology, especially the commercialization of space, drones, autonomous vehicles, and agri and food technology. Previously, Tess worked for Boeing and then SpaceX, where she worked on integrating government payloads with the Falcon 9 rocket. Tess holds a master's in aeronautics and astronautics engineering from Stanford, where she also co-teaches and serves on the board of the Stanford Tech Ventures program. Uh, it's really exciting to have you on the show today, Tess. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. So I'm going to go right in and I can admit that I was very um, curious about your passion for the space when I was doing research about you. So keen to know more about that passion and how that translated into your roles at Boeing and SpaceX. Sally Ride, the first American female astronaut, went to my childhood school when she was a little girl. And years later, after she attended the school in Los Angeles, she came back and spoke when I was attending it as a little girl. And, and I saw this badass, brilliant lady on stage who had traveled to space. She had gone to the International Space Station, orbited the world every 90 minutes. And I just wanted to be her. And I was really inspired to study aerospace engineering. Well, I was inspired to be an astronaut and realized that required studying aerospace engineering since I kept getting rejected by NASA when I was 15 years old, rightfully, with no experience, no uh, degrees. And, and, and that's what catalyzed this journey. I uh, have an undergrad in aerospace, a master's in aeronautics and astronautics, and work experience at various companies like Boeing and SpaceX. Now, I thought I was going to be working at one of those companies right now as a quote-unquote real person, although I still don't think I'm a real person. However, during grad school, while getting a technical degree in aeronautics and astronautics, I discovered this acronym, VC. And I have to admit, I did not even know it existed before grad school, but realized that as a venture capitalist, venture capital is what VC stands for, obviously, for folks that are listening to this podcast, I think it's in your title, which I wouldn't have known what that meant. <laughs> um, you can, you can still be involved in deeply technical companies, but rather than as an engineer at the company, as an investor in the, and, and that's what I do now. I invest in all deep or frontier tech, the industries that you, you mentioned. And I'm really grateful for those experiences at SpaceX and Boeing that gave me a little bit of the operational experience to add skills to my toolkit, specifically technical skills now, rather than an engineer at these companies sitting in the boardroom of the companies. That is indeed uh, fascinating, inspiring. Where you, as you know, uh, you know, as young as when you were in in middle school, actually, you know, saw this woman who went to went to space and realized that this is it. And in your own fashion, you now are living your dream, and you've pivoted. You've you've figured what works for you, and that's that's really amazing. Um, well, I still just want to go on... to space. Don't get me wrong. I still. <laughs> apply to, to NASA's astronaut application 
uh, process. And now I'm really <laughs> hoping SpaceX, Blue Origin, Virgin Galactic, someone takes me up, uh, but I still will get to space sometime. <laughs> but but now there's an option to go as a space tourist rather than a NASA astronaut. Yeah, Before it was only government, NASA astronauts, or, or sorry, um, government, yeah. uh, uh, whatever your country space program is. I live in California. Yeah. Um, but hopefully I can go as a, a space tourist. Eventually it'll be more than <laughs> just billionaires taking selfies in space. It'll be available for all of us. <laughs> part of my <laughs> no you're all good and i'm yeah i'm sure it's coming sooner than later um would you go to space thought, i think i would i obviously i cannot shell out a few million dollars which is where we are at today but yeah for sure <laughs> nice <laughs> um just continuing on the thought that you raised of how you found bc uh as something that that was almost like the best of both worlds where you were trying to uh, bring in the technical expertise on what you'd studied, but then figuring out that if you can work with companies trying to establish different kinds of uh, solutions that are catering to this interesting space of space. Yeah, just curious on why Bessemer specifically and probably the kind of stage that you picked. My, I'm guessing it's like the earlier stage. So putting all of that together, why those decisions and how are they shaping up today for you? Absolutely. So how I discovered BC in grad school was via a fellowship from DFJ, now named Threshold. And Heidi Roizen, who's a partner at Threshold, and Tina Seelig, who uh, uh, is a professor at Stanford, run this fellowship for engineering students interested in business and leadership and entrepreneurship and venture capital. And while I was getting a technical master's, I wanted to round out my skills, my, my toolkit. So I thought, oh, that fellowship sort of sounds down my alley. So applied, was honored to have been selected and down this journey. And Tina and Heidi really opened my eyes to this opportunity uh, like I said before, rather than being an engineer at a single company, being an investor in the ecosystem. And, and DFJ, now, now, now called Threshold, has very awesome investments in this area in companies such as SpaceX, where I've just been working, Planet, which just went public on the New York Stock Exchange. It has the um, largest constellation of Earth observation satellites, Tesla, and, and other really awesome quantum computing and autonomous vehicle. They had invested in Zoops that just sold to Amazon. So I was really inspired by by that portfolio. So when Bessemer was looking for a position and specifically when David Cowan was looking for an associate, uh, I was really interested in, in working and learning from him. I think there's three things you can look for when looking for a gig. There is the vision and the, the mission of the company. There's your day-to-day, -day, what you're actually doing every day. And then there's the team or the person you're working with and working for. And what I'm really grateful at Bessemer is the very mentorship model in terms of there's an associate and a partner and they're your team and that's who you're working with. And, and David is such an amazing, not just a mentor, but also sponsor and champion. And what I mean by that is is a mentor. The mentee calls up every quarter and is like, hey, can I have advice? They give you advice. The next step is a champion. The champion, when the mentee calls up, also says, hey, let me help you with this. Let me do that. Let me do that. A sponsor, it's actually the mentor that puts the mentee ahead of him or her. And I'm just really grateful for David's sponsorship. And I really wanted to learn and work with him. He's really, really good at this and um, has been doing it for longer than I've been alive, not to make you feel old, David. Uh, so I had this amazing opportunity to, to learn from one of the best venture capitalists out there. And um, 
am really grateful and humbled in the last fund about a year and some change ago uh, was promoted to be his now partner at Bessemer. So I'm really um, honored I get to continue this journey with him. And don't get me wrong, I'm still learning from him every day. Uh, it's it's really wonderful. And all of the partners at Bessemer, but I work closest with David. Reiterating uh, the importance, by the way, of, of mentors and, and sponsors in your life for really crafting your path and your career path. Thank you. So can I ask y'all a question back? I see you both were a venture fellow at Pear. Mar and Pejman are fabulous and awesome. How did you guys find that? How did you get involved there? What inspired y'all to, to work over there? Absolutely. And we actually had Mar on one of our episodes. Um, and I listened of course, to her episode. Yep. And um, I think Anvita and I, when we started the podcast, we were also very interested in fellowships, of course. Like you said, um, when you were in grad school, your way of discovering the industry was really through these programs. It was the same way for us. So um, there are obviously a number of programs out there. Pair is a pretty well-known and um, really great one. And uh, yeah, we um, got to know the team. We applied um, and just the idea of getting exposure to founders on campus and, um, you know, like very early stage, but sitting in, in meetings in between classes and meetings with founders, discussing their ideas, learning from venture capitalists at Pair, including Mar and Pageman and the great team there. Um, it was, I think, a really perfect transition into um, VC, at least for me, I had never worked in VC before. Um, but yeah, that's why it really excited us. And I mean, Pear has made some incredible investments, all, uh, of course, um, through campuses in the country. And um, that also was a, a great push for us for us to join. Awesome. Ditto. And I would just also call out Ian. Uh, Ian Taylor is one of their recent partners, and he was the one who we interacted. I personally interacted a lot with. Really gem of a person. And I think for us, yeah, the overall team uh, stood out in terms of just helping us uh, in whatever outreach we were looking at, just helping us be on top of the whole Boston startup ecosystem, which uh, was something I was looking for. Um, yeah, so overall, the team was pretty cool, collaborative, uh, and, and yeah, it, it turned out to be a great year to do a fellowship with them. And I agree completely with what Rashmina said. I think reiterating um, how critical mentorship as well as sponsorship is, and there is a difference. And yeah, you need to actively work for both. So that's thanks for calling that out, Tess, and sharing your story. That definitely um, is a big takeaway. So as it convinced y'all to, to jump into investing or run away into operating? For me, it's definitely, um, I'm a big early stage fan and I've been doing that and actually agri and food for, for the past six months. Um, so I'm definitely very much interested in there. Similar for me, I did come with uh, an experience in early stage in India. Uh, doing the fellowship and a few other in-semester engagements with a few funds uh, just pushed me in exploring uh, investing in the U.S. actually. Um, so I feel like I will converge to that eventually. Um, so yeah, definitely not running away, um, figuring a way to get in, get in at the right time and the right uh, place. Nice. <laughs> Before moving to the next question, yeah. I just wanted to quickly um, echo the shout out to Ian and say, I actually, you know, like forward some uh, founder who reached out to me. So we're still very much in touch. And that's also the great thing about the VC network is you didn't it's a relatively small industry and um, you get to know people, um, especially if you're in the same region or the same network. And there's so much information sharing um, that even, you know, years down the line, I'm still like reaching out to Ian from time to time to ask a question or to introduce him to, to someone I talked to. So I think that's pretty amazing. 
very That's much really so. awesome. <laughs> um, continuing on this in this question of where to work, who, what firm to choose, uh, Bessemer stands out as definitely one of those that has been on those top firms doing very well, but also at the same time um, promoting women and including diversity uh, at decision-making numbers. Um, they're still obviously not where they should be. We're not talking about 50-50, but it's still up there. Um, curious to hear that how has your experience been uh, being probably the only woman in many rooms and what do you think can be done better to fix this underrepresentation? Absolutely. And I might call a friend uh, with Rashvina's all-race experience because I, I got this data from them. I'm an engineer. I like to look at data. So, so what is the data? In 2016, 5.7 check writers, so, so, so partners of venture capital firms that had the ability to invest themselves were female, 5.7%. In 2017, that jumped to seven, jumped to seven. It, it moved, it, it crawled to seven. That's the right verb. Uh, in 2018, continued to crawl to 8.9, 2019, 9.7, 2020, 12.4. And um, I need to get the 2021 number. So that is where I'm going to call a friend to Rashvina, if you know, or we can follow up offline, because I would actually love to get that 2021 number. They said it at the All Rights Conference about a month ago. But what does that data tell us? 5.7 to 7, 8.9, 9.7, 12.4. It says, hey, okay, it's moving. It's crawling, but it's moving in the right direction. 12.4 is a lot closer to 50% than 5.7. But what does it also tell us is we've got a lot of work to do. However, everyone's aware that we all have work to do and this is an issue. And it's not uh, uh, just in terms of gender. There's a handful of really important factors of diversity, some above the iceberg that you can see, like your gender, your skin color, your height, your age. But there's a bunch under the iceberg that you can't see, your sexual orientation, where you were from. Are you the first person in your family to go to college? Or did you immigrate here from somewhere else? All of those other also incredibly important factors of diversity that all need to be reflected across various tables, whether it's the partnership table within the firm or whether it's the board table for the company. And you make a great point. Invita, I usually am uh, the only female, especially in these deep tech boards. Now, I, I, I um, am really grateful for two groups of people. One, the Heidi Roisins of the world, who is a dear, dear mentor and now just friend, who have, who's paved this path for me to more easily better follow in her footsteps. She not only trailblazed a path for female venture capitalists, before being a VC, she was a CEO herself, uh, which is, I think, the case you read, if it was the Heidi uh, Harold Howard case, um, is when she was CEO of T-Maker, a software company which she sold. Um, so I'm so grateful for, for the woman of all race, uh, Jenny and Aileen. Uh, thank you for, for these trailblazers. I'm also really grateful for uh, the non-women who are gender blind or colorblind or, 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 or who also, you know, mentor, champion and sponsor us to um, set us up for success. So uh, we're not a 50-50, we're nowhere close, but it's a topic of conversation at hand and we're all aware and we're all working towards that goal. I think something that I personally do is try to continue to broaden that path, try to continue to mentor and support all of the more junior investors at Bessemer and other places um, that are coming up the ladder and making sure that make, trying to make it a little bit easier for them like Heidi did for me. 
Absolutely. And um, I don't have the 2021 figure um, off the top of my head, but just following the crawling, um, I'm going to say it's probably no more than 15. And um, I think for me, especially having been in the space the past year, um, and especially in a region where funding really is growing exponentially, um, seeing the, the crawling trends versus exponential growth in funding is frustrating because clearly there's a mismatch um, despite, you know, so many new startups, so many new funds being out there. Um, the numbers are still very, very low. So definitely a lot of work to be done. But like you said, those two groups play a huge role um, in that. And, and I'm glad that you you mentioned all of them and and. Uh, a shout out to to both groups, honestly, on on this on the show. Um, and, and you make a good point in terms mm-hmm. of my numbers were just funders, but there's also founders. And yeah. hey, baby step that I'm doing is I have a goal that with uh, within five years of becoming partner, so four years from now. So so uh, I've been at Bessemer for five years, but started um, investing on my own a year ago. I want my portfolio to be 50-50 male-female and then have appropriate racial diversity. Those are the two factors that I set for myself in five years. And I'm really proud to say my last two investments were diverse on both of those factors. Um, so I'm I'm making, you know, not just the funder numbers a little bit better, but also hopefully the founders. Which goes to prove, right? So just having people with that kind of open mind on the other side of the table makes it easier on the founder side as well. Um, And then you start to see an improvement in that space as well. So I want to close this conversation by asking you, um, you've shared so much insight and wisdom already, but um, maybe some advice that you might have for aspiring female investors? Two jump to mind. One's more theoretical, touchy-feely, and one is more tangible, technical. The first, know and own your superpower. What is it that you are uniquely amazing at? And the second, and then I'll double-click on the first one in a second, but it goes with the second one, which is more technical, tangible, is have a buddy along the journey. And what I mean by that is... You've had my partner, but also dear, dear friend, Mary D'Onofrio on this podcast. Her and I, uh, she joined a year after I did, but we've been along the journey for what, the past four years together. We became partnered together. And not only are we partners of Bessemer Venture Partners, but we are dear, dear outside of work friends. And it's really nice to have a buddy along the journey that you can shine on one another. Mary's superpower. She is a growth numbers guru. You tell her some cloud SaaS metric and she just knows all of the numbers, the benchmarks. I just, I always learn from her on her growth superpower. Um, and and it's, it's, it's when you have that, you know, knowing and understanding your superpower, but also a buddy that can support you and understand also what you're going through. Uh, is really helpful. I think I would I would give those two pieces of advice specifically for female investors on their journey. Great. And um, just to wrap up, and we occasionally ask our guests this question, and you've talked about mentorship quite a bit already, but if you had to um, highlight, Heidi, of course, has highlighted before, but if you highlight maybe like a personal mentor um, that has been key in your life, um, I'd be really curious to know. 
Yes, I really value my mentors. I have a personal board of advisors. And by the way, I think it's really hard. I know you mentioned specifically personal, but personal professional blends so much, uh, as we know, in this industry. So I've mentioned Heidi and David. Heidi Roizen and David Cowan. David Cowan's a partner at Bessemer and Heidi is at Threshold. Um, and I mentioned briefly Tina Seeley, who also ran the fellowship, the DFJ Threshold Fellowship with Heidi while I was at Stanford, who um, is just a, an amazing trailblazer herself. Um, and I'm just really grateful for all of the mentors along the journey. I have um, Michael Kokendofer, who's an AeroAstro professor, who I'm so grateful to, to have. Um, all of these people, I like really reach out to whatever the decision is, personal and professional, and um, really respect the decisions that they've made along their journey. So I just want to mimic their path. Absolutely. Tess, thank, thank you so much for joining us today. I had a lot of fun having this conversation with you, um, and I hope our listeners will also enjoy um, this conversation. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Or I should say thanks so much for having me, ladies.